Alright, welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bar Silence. My name is Jameson, and I'm your host. Bar Silence is a show dedicated to exploring the very best video game music from past and present each and every month. If you haven't yet, head over to barsilence.com to find an easy link to subscribe on whatever your favorite podcatcher is. And if you're looking for the best 24-7 video game music radio station on the planet, check out 8Beats Radio. This show plays there live on the first Tuesday of every month, and you can tune in by going to 8beats.co. You can also listen to this show on terraplayer.com, which is the premier location to hear a great variety of video game music and entertainment podcasts from some of the best creators on the internet. In this episode, we're going to be listening to the memorable and incredible soundtracks of all three Donkey Kong Country games on the Super Nintendo. In the early 1980s, there was a company called Ultimate Play the Game that quickly became one of the largest development companies in the UK making games for the personal computer. This group rebranded in 1985 to what we now know as Rare Limited, and the company turned their sights on the up-and-coming Nintendo Entertainment System. While working for different publishers like Trade West, Milton Bradley, LJN, Acclaim, and Nintendo, they created over 60 games including some of their more well-known titles like RC Pro-Am, Snake Rattle and Roll, Wizards and Warriors, as well as the phenomenal Battletoads games. In 1993, Sega published Disney's Aladdin for the Sega Genesis, and it went on to sell over 4 million copies. And that set Nintendo on the hunt for an incredible game of their own that could compete with it. This led Nintendo's Howard Lincoln to learn about Rare's high-tech Silicon Graphics workstation and a boxing game that they were making called Brute Force. Their concept for the game was pretty simple. Whereas Mortal Kombat was made using digitized footage of the characters with real people, Rare's approach was to use pre-rendered 3D graphics that allowed them to have full control over the animation of their characters. So not only did they manage to win over Howard, 
Rare was given Nintendo's full support to make a game for the Super Nintendo featuring Donkey Kong, a character who at the time had not appeared in a game since the NES release of Donkey Kong 3 in 1986. And in the world of 1993, Donkey Kong was considered ancient history. Despite Nintendo's typically protective approach to their intellectual property, Rare blazed forward with only minimal involvement from Shigeru Miyamoto over the course of 18 months. With just 20 developers on their team, they managed to solidify what we now know today as Donkey Kong. Now, there was actually a relatively simple plot for the game that features two main characters, Donkey Kong and his nephew Diddy Kong, on a quest to recover a horde of bananas that were stolen from them by King K. Rule and his band of crocodile raiders called the Kremlings. All of these characters were first-hand illustrated, and then carefully recreated in 3D on Rare's highly coveted Silicon Graphics workstation. This approach created an absolutely stunning-looking game that was unlike anything else that was out there at the time. It was honestly a really impressive technological achievement, and it made a lot of gamers wonder if the upcoming 32-bit and 64-bit hardware was really going to be any better. And when the game finally came out, it was highly praised in reviews. Donkey Kong Country won a slew of Game of the Year awards, as well as having the honor of being the only video game on Time Magazine's Best Products of 1994 list. It came in second behind the Dodge Neon and ahead of the early web browser Netscape Navigator. Now, beyond the game's revolutionary graphics, the other incredible achievement for this game was the groundbreaking soundtrack that was composed by three very gifted Rare employees, including David Wise, Evelyn Novakovic, and Robin Beanland. So getting into our next block of music, we're first going to hear Simeon Segway, which was composed by Evelyn Novakovic. This is probably the ultimate stage select song, and it is an absolute bop. The walking bass line and the cheery beat make this an easy favorite. Then we'll follow that with Fear Factory by David Wise. This song's dark and ominous beat is excellent, and is briefly set aside for a beautiful and airy moment of pause just before taking you back into the groove. After that, we're going to listen to Aquatic Ambience, which is probably one of the most well-known songs from the series. This absolutely beautiful composition for the underwater levels in the game was composed by David Wise and is unquestionably a timeless masterpiece. It's full of texture and has an amazing, ethereal, soothing sound to it that makes it a brilliantly transcendent track. So then to follow that one, we're going to hear the song Life in the Mines, also by David Wise. If you think Aquatic Ambience is awesome, then this song is the perfect follow-up with the way it has this layered atmosphere and excellent vibe of its own. And then last, to change things up, we're going to bring up the energy just a bit with a track called Funky's Fugue. This is the theme song for Funky Kong and was composed by Robin Beanland. Apparently, it was originally created to be used as a hype track for a video showing Rare's progress creating Killer Instinct before it was moved to this game. So enjoy these tunes, and I'll be back after that to talk about Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest.
just one year later, in 1995, Rare released Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest for the Super Nintendo. After the wild success of the first game, having sold 6 million copies during its first holiday season, and nearly 9.5 million total, Nintendo ended up purchasing a 25% stake in Rare, making them a major second-party developer. This positioned Rare as one of the most important companies in Nintendo's portfolio of developers for the next eight years. They went on to create other Super Nintendo games like the home version of Killer Instinct, Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run, and two more Donkey Kong Country games. They would also be a major creator in some of the most important games on the Nintendo 64, like GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, Donkey Kong 64, Banjo-Kazooie and its sequel, as well as many others. Now, the plot for Donkey Kong Country 2 continues with Donkey Kong not returning home from a relaxing day on the beach after his victory in the first game. Diddy discovers a note left by Captain K. Rule saying that they have kidnapped Donkey Kong and they want the banana horde that you just got back in exchange for him. So Diddy and his girlfriend Dixie decide to head out to Crocodile Isle, a land filled with K. Rule's Kremlin pirates, to rescue DK. So, to make this sequel feel bigger and more expansive than before, Rare used their high-end silicon graphic workstations to create a lively and beautiful game with 52 levels and 8 worlds They were host to a variety of different levels based on pirates, swamps, theme parks, and a ton of other concepts that broke away from the jungle themes of the original. Rare also expanded on the gameplay method of having two main characters with different skill sets, this time with Diddy being more agile and faster, and Dixie having the ability to jump higher, as well as being able to use her ponytail to spin like a helicopter, giving her the ability to glide over long distances. Now, all of this comes together under the umbrella of the absolutely incredible music in the soundtrack for this game. This time around, the game was solely composed by David Wise, and he once again delivers his unique blend of atmospheric and catchy tracks that really helped to elevate it into becoming regarded as one of the best soundtracks that the Super Nintendo has to offer. So to get into our next block of music, we're going to start things off with the bombastic track called Opening Fanfare, and follow it with the epic drums and waterlogged sounds of Lockjaw's Saga. After that, we're going to listen to the beautifully melancholy and calming track called Forest Interlude. David Weiss himself has said that this is his favorite song from the game. Despite the limitations of the hardware, this might be his most technically impressive track, and it's hard to argue that it's not pure magic. Following that masterpiece, we're going to hear the ethereal and chilly track that's perfect for every snow day called In a Snowbound Land. This song is a pure delight, and I still listen to it every winter. Then, to complete the trifecta of David Wise's atmospheric masterpieces on the soundtrack, we're going to blend right into the timeless Sticker Bush Symphony. If our senses can instantly trigger an emotional response that takes us back in time to a particular moment, then listening to Sticker Bush Symphony is quite possibly the closest thing that we have to time travel. Whether you played this game back in the day and the nostalgia will transport you back, or maybe this is your first time hearing it, this song definitely has the ability to lash onto your soul in the best way possible. Which is amazing, really, because this song almost didn't make it into the game. Now, to follow that triumph of a song, we're going to hear the fascinatingly industrial percussion and excellently layered muted bass featured in the track called Mining Melancholy. And then, to end our block, we're going to bring up the energy again with the fun, hip-hoppy, and very 90s jam called Funky the Main Monkey. So, I hope you enjoy these Kong-tastic tunes, and I'll be back after that to talk about Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie's Double Trouble.
In November of 1996, Rare released Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie's Double Trouble for the Super Nintendo. At this point, the Super Nintendo had been on the market for nearly five years, and sales were finally starting to slow down on the console. Sega's 32-bit Saturn and Sony's PlayStation had been on the market for about a year, and Nintendo's own N64 had come out just a few months prior. So when Donkey Kong Country 3 hit the market, it was immediately overshadowed by the next generation as gamers started to look forward. But that hasn't stopped this game's more ardent fans who love the new brighter colors, sharper graphics, and overworld system. This innovation to the way that players proceeded through the game starts you off on a larger overworld map, RPG style. Then, by using different vehicles like hovercrafts, you can explore the map and find different secrets, as well as making your way through to the smaller subset of area maps that host the game's 48 different levels. So, while the game outside of that map-based navigation didn't really offer too much different in terms of gameplay than its predecessors, Donkey Kong Country 3 was reviewed positively, with gaming magazines and gamers both praising its tighter controls and its creatively designed levels. Now, when it comes to the music for this game, Evelyn Novakovic returns to the series as the primary composer this time around. After creating the amazing soundtrack to Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run, she stepped into the new role, working with David Wise, who appears on this soundtrack with just six songs. So to get into our final block of music, we're going to start off with the amazing intro track's heavy drums and monkey samples called Dixie Beat that was composed by David Wise. Then after that, we're going to hear another track by David called Wrinkly 64. This little easter egg of a song is David's take on Inside the Castle Walls by Koji Kondo from Super Mario 64. Anyone who had played both games at the time probably would have recognized the tune. And it makes for a great tribute to the next generation, and in theory acts as David's goodbye to the Super Nintendo. Following that is the cheerful and plucky track called Submap Shuffle by Evelyn Novakovic. This song is underscored with an ominous drone sound that perfectly matches the mystery that's ahead. Then we'll head into the chilly and dreamy sounds of Frosty Frolics and mix right into the menacing and beautifully eerie track called Waterworld. After those two, we'll listen to the dark ambience of Crystal Chasm and follow it with the equally dark and drippy percussive sounds of Cavern Caprice. After that, we're going to bring up the intensity just a bit with the song called Hot Pursuit, which is an excellent example of the music for some of the frantic sprint levels in the game like Riverside Race. We'll follow that with the awesome mixture of guitars and tribal-like drums from the song called Rock Face Rumble, and then to finish the block, we're going to listen to the exciting and tension-filled song called Rocket Run. So enjoy these songs, and I'll be back after that.
Thank you. 
Alright, so that's the show. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this episode about the phenomenal soundtracks to the three Donkey Kong Country games on the Super Nintendo. If you want to interact with the show and tell me what you think about my selections in this episode, you can follow me on a variety of social media platforms. That includes Instagram, Twitter, Threads, and Blue Sky. Following the show in those locations is exactly where you can find great screenshots, artwork, music clips, and various information about the games featured in each episode. Check the show notes to follow along on your favorite platform of choice. If you're enjoying this show's selection of incredibly amazing video game music each month, please consider taking a moment to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you're listening to this show because I'd really love to hear what you think. Don't forget, you can go to barsilence.com to listen to past shows if you missed any, and of course, if you're feeling giving, you can always support Bar Silence on Patreon. For already subscribing, I want to thank the members of the Legion of EGM for supporting the show. Zoe, Alusa, and Cameron, the three of you are my favorite Kongs, and I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to join these funky friends of the show and become a member of the Legion of EGM, you will get access to a bonus episode of Awesome Music each month. Be sure to check the show notes for a link to join. I would also like to thank friend of the show, contributor, and fellow VGM podcaster Professor Tom of the Shujin Academy VGM Club. You can and should check out his show wherever you find podcasts, as well as on 8Beats Radio. So, to end this show, I've got one more track for you. This song is called Disco Train by David Wise, and it comes from Donkey Kong Country 2. This bumpin' and thumpin' track plays in the game during the roller coaster levels, and I honestly think this is one of my absolute favorite underrated songs on this soundtrack. Anyway, enjoy this track, and as always, thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>